Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Wrestling. Spencer Love here. Matt Cardona, the king of the deathmatch, your independent wrestler of the year. Joining me today, man. Thank you for the time. It's an exciting time as it has been for uh, about the last two and a half years for you. I'll start her off easy, though, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just uh, finished a leg workout at the gym, doing a bunch of calls. Got an interview later on. Got to do some podcasts up tonight. Always ready and always busy, which is a good thing from the last couple of years anytime you've kicked an interview off there's a lot on the plate of matt cardona including first and foremost the first ever live edition of nwa power on january 31st you'll be signing your contract for facing off with tyrus on february 11th at nuff said how excited are you this is your first real rematch in my opinion for a title that you never lost of course triple threat triple threat rules kind of screwed you uh, a couple of months ago so how you feeling yeah, I, I never lost the championship. Nobody pinned me. I didn't tap out. I didn't submit. Uh, and then, like you said, in that three-way with Trevor, Trevor got pinned, not me. So I'm looking forward to signing this contract, first ever live power, and then become a two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I consider myself the real World's Champion, but it's not official until I have the 10 pounds of gold. I was going to say, and you tweeted out a similar sentiment the other day, but anything can happen in the National Wrestling Alliance, especially when it comes to contract signings. One other thing, though, that I wanted to pick your brain, at least as far as the 31st goes, is uh, you had a fairly uh, well-received wrestling wedding. Any advice for Aaron Stevens and Mae Valentine? Oh, man. I mean, my my wrestling wedding did not end well. I got sliced (laughs) up, carved up by Nick Gage. So hopefully Nick Gage is not booked for that NWA wedding. Have you gotten them a uh, have you gotten them a wedding present yet? Have I gotten them a wedding present? Um my presence, just the fact that I'm on that show is their wedding present. That's it. it- it's a pretty cool way to kick off a live edition of Power. Of course, it's the first edition on YouTube in about two and a half, three years. When I was doing interviews heading into going on to fight, people were saying, well, it's better to sell 10,000 cheeseburgers than give away 100,000, so to speak. So making the move back to YouTube, what do you think that this is going to do for the National Wrestling Alliance? I think at this point, the NWA needs as many eyes on the product as possible. So I think going back to YouTube is a great move. Let people, you know, watch and not have to pay to watch. And then hopefully, you know, they're paying for the pay-per-views, right? So let them get invested in the product, invested in their favorite wrestler or someone they 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 love to boo, right? And, and get invested in these stories. And then when it comes time to put, put that money out, pay for that pay-per-view. Yeah, I love to hear that, man. One question that I did have as well, just touching back on the NWA. Um, previously, while you were carrying the gold, of course, Jeff Jarrett got involved in uh, your story with Effie, everything. Um, was there any plans to have him involved a little bit more as far as your uh, your run went? Not as far as I know. You know, I, I'm not someone who sits around <laughs> in politics and kisses Billy Corgan's ass. I know there's a lot of people in the NWA who do that. That's not me. So if there was a plan for Jeff Jarrett to do something with me, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, it seems that most of the stuff you've talked even in interviews before, you know, everything's organic, as cliche as that sounds to say, even you're initially working with Chelsea with Impact, and then, of course, with the NWA, GCW, everything in between. How's that experience been for you? Because it's not as though you obviously got the opportunity with your previous promotions. How cool has it been to work with uh, Chelsea Green? It's been a lot of fun, and it's been different in every promotion we've been in, whether it be GCW, Impact, uh, NWA. Yes, like she's my wife. It's it's now 2023. People know, okay, they're together, right? So yeah. it's almost 
idiotic to not put us together on TV, but it's been fun to show different aspects of our relationship in GCW, Impact, uh, NWA. And, you know, the, the being always ready, I'm always ready for any situation. That's that's how I've made a name for myself. That's how I've, I've kept this career going for almost 20 years, making the most of opportunities. How much prep goes into that? Because like you say, obviously, husband and wife, you would have to sort of assume that being together all the time, you'd always be chatting, wrestling. How much of that is ideas or is it just let's go out there and see what happens? Believe it or not, we don't chat wrestling that much at all. Uh, you know, it's our job, right? And I, I love this. I grew up always wanting to be a wrestler, and I'm living the dream. But we, we can't take it home. I mean, it naturally does come home, right? It comes up in conversation. But we can't be focused on that every single second of the day, or else it'll consume our lives. So we have yeah. Matt and Chelsea, the the wrestlers, and then Matt and Chelsea, the, the real people. So uh, finding that balance is um, it's challenging, but it needs to happen. Now, I'm going to sidetrack completely here, and it's my like real selfish question of it, because I've had it on the list for her for a while, but thankfully I get to chat with you. Both of you are avid Disney fans. What's Club 33 like? It's awesome. We do not have a, a membership, uh, hopefully one day, but I've been able to fortunately experience the Disneyland version and the Disney World. Uh, both are really cool, that Disneyland Club 33, that restaurant up there. It's just it's unbelievable. It's It's magical if you're a Disney fan. If you're not a Disney fan, you might not think so at all, but I am. So I loved it. I love it, man. I worked uh, I worked for a charity for a number of years that flew kids down to Disney. And every time you walk by the door, you sort of try and sneak your way in every yeah. single damn time. <laughs> every single damn time. Now we're talking Florida. Let's talk about you guys coming up here with GCW, at least for your announced date, March 19th. You will be up in Toronto. Uh, I have to ask, though, the only tweet I saw about it was that you hate Canada. What do you got I against do, us? I do hate stuff? Canada. I hate Canada. Uh, I hate traveling to Canada. I hate wrestling in Canada. It's a pain in the ass. The airports suck. Uh, there's no good food. Um, I, I don't like going. So whoever I'm wrestling at that GCW show, I'm going to kick their ass and I'm going to take out all my my anger and frustration about being in Canada. I'm going to take it out on them. Is there anybody you've particularly got your eye on? Because I know you were tweeting a, a couple of days ago at Lauderdale that uh, you've got opponent approval. So is there maybe somebody that you're really itching to approve as far as that goes? Not really. I mean, the thing about GCW is whoever whoever they throw in front of me, uh, I make the most of it. I would an interesting match. I think would be Matt Cardona versus uh, a Canadian PCO, maybe in a GCW ring. Uh, I have to beat him, of course, because uh, you know I don't I don't lose. But um, yeah, it doesn't really matter who I'm wrestling. I always try to have the best match on the card. Listen, we're not talking star rating, work rate matches. I want people to feel. The match. I want them to be invested. When I'm coming through that curtain, th there's no denying that people are going to be invested in the match. I mean, they hate me. I don't know why. I'm a babyface. Man, it feels like it's just been such a perfect relationship for you and GCW because you talk about people wanting to feel things, and I think that's just pretty well been the the I, I guess the best word for what you've been able to do the entire time with Game Changer. What was your initial reaction when either they approached you or you approached them, or I guess however the relationship started? Um, what was your initial thoughts? Was there any hesitancy or what was going through the mind of Matt Cardona? I mean, my initial thoughts to doing something with Nick Gage and GCW was hell no, no way, <laughs> not doing this backyard deathmatch stuff. But the more I thought about it, I knew it would be a challenge. I knew it would be an opportunity, and I knew it would create buzz. I couldn't have anticipated how much buzz it would create, and it, it changed the trajectory of my whole 
uh, post-WWE run, so I'm so glad I did it. I am now the Deathmatch King. And, uh, you know, GCW and Matt Cardona, maybe on paper, are not the, the perfect match, but they really are if you come to a GCW show and you see me walk through that curtain. Um, you know, I am GCW. Why do you think you've been able to have your finger so much on the pulse? Like you've talked about hating social media, but you you leverage it so, so well. You talk about looking for something that's going to create buzz in professional wrestling. And again, I think you've just done an excellent job of that over the last, well, 15, 20 years, yeah. but obviously the last couple of years for sure. So what do you think really allows you to do that? Listen, not everything I do on social media is a home run. Sometimes I do things and it's a flat out failure, right? But I have to try. I have to put it out there. I, I'm not working uh, for a promotion. Yeah, I don't have a contract anywhere, right? I am a, a free agent. I call myself the agent, and I believe that. So if I'm not promoting myself, pushing myself, uh, who else is going to, right? So I'm just throwing stuff against the wall. I don't post things for likes. I don't post things at a certain time. I just post what I want to put out there. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, I really don't give a damn. Yeah, it's a cliche to say, Matt, but like it's just that authenticity with it, hey? Right, it's all about that. In 2023, uh, I think people, they appreciate the the transparency and the authenticity. And that's why, you know, me coming to NWA was so, it was so like organic and it was so uh, authentic because I came in there and I told the world what I thought about NWA, that it sucked and that it was old. And it was dated and it was boring. And I wanted to save the NWA. I wasn't coming to NWA as this invader or outsider. I genuinely want to elevate the company and help the company. And people, the fans especially, hated me for that. And they still hate me for that. I don't really understand why. Uh, you know, I know a lot of the boys in the back when I when I first came in, I, I heard all the whisperings like, oh, he's coming to take our spot. Like, sorry, guys, I'm I'm not taking your spot. I have my own spot. <laughs> you know, and I think I proved that when I became the champion and, uh, you know, whether you watched NWA or not, whether you liked me or not, everyone knew, everyone in wrestling knew that I was the NWA world's heavyweight champion. And I intend to do that again, uh, put a spotlight on NWA, but selfishly for me, I want the spotlight. <laughs> you said three things, man. Gold was one of them. As far as it goes, that uh, were the priorities in pro wrestling, yeah, buzz, money and gold. That's what I'm all about. Love it. Um, when you're talking about a GCW versus an NWA, I mean, on the surface, they're wildly different promotions. GCW's, you know, pushing the death matches, trying to push the boundaries, whereas the NWA in the past has really been a, a traditional wrestling promotion, for lack of a better way to put it. Do you have to change your approach at all when you enter one locker room versus another or enter um, one ring versus another? Listen, I, I'm always ready. I keep saying that, but it's true. I can adapt to any style of wrestling, any style of locker room. Uh, two great things about... GCW and the NWA, or one thing that's you know similar in both is that the the creative freedom is there. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, in NWA, you go and I was blown away the first uh, TV taping I did. You get to NWA and you know they say, okay, Macaroni, you're doing this this podium promo, three minutes go, right? No real script, no. I mean, maybe there's an outline, and I love that. That's where I think everybody thrives, not just myself. And say for GCW, they, they they let me, you know, cut a promo every match, and I, I've been able to speak on the microphone more in these two and a half years than I have in the, you know, the 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 15 years prior to being released yeah. from WWE. So it's a lot of practice, and, and practice makes perfect. Do you find it weird entering with no music? I know that's like a real baseline question, but oh, it's such God. a huge I part thought, of pro oh, wrestling and such yeah, a huge at part the of NWA you. Powers, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. 
Uh, I get what they're going for. One time I even played my music on my cell phone. I'm like, it just, oh, I need to hear my music to be motivated, to, to get amped up. So it's a different feel. Uh, luckily for the big uh, events at NWA, they allow us to come up to music. And I get what they're going for, but that's one of the things I think needs changing with the NWA. There's a difference, in my opinion, between being nostalgic and living in the past. And I think NWA needs to, you know, I still think keep the tradition, keep the legacy, keep the nostalgia, but don't just live in the past. Mm -hmm. That's a really good way to put it. And I mean, especially selfishly, when you guys all have bangers, as far as it goes, why do so many professional wrestlers love working with Downstate? Man, I mean, they're 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 so great. Uh, they they did. I think it's like Miz's music, Ziggler's music, Alex Riley's music, and I want to say it's about a decade ago they put out an unofficial version of the Zack Ryder radio on YouTube. Really, like, this I didn't know is that. Incredible. Um, and for years I was trying to get WWE to use it. Finally, they let me do it. And then when I left WWE, they came to me right away downstate and said, "Hey, if you need music." Um, we're more than willing to help you out. And then they, they nailed it. And I love it. I listen to it every day at the gym. Just listen to it today. In fact, very motivating <laughs> in the gym. They've got the rock riffs. They've got the metal down pad as far as it goes for professional wrestling. I really, really do love it. It's cool to see how many of you have, uh, have continued. What I think so good about them too, is that if you, you listen to a bunch of other songs, they're not all the same. So you might not even know downstate's doing all of them. That's why they're so talented. Do you have a personal favorite outside of your own? that downstate has done yeah man uh i think you're so enthusiastic naming all of them yeah (laughs) that alex riley theme that saved my face very underrated um and alex riley making a comeback to pro wrestling so maybe you'll see him in the nwa pretty soon he's friends with tyrus so who knows to see him in the fwf is the question (laughs) that that could be possible the fwf is the uh the spin-off promotion of the major recipe podcast. We've done four shows. We're not, Hey, listen, we're not trying to, we're not trying to do a weekly or a monthly show, uh, maybe a couple of year, but you never know. Uh, Alex Riley, he's jacked. He's very toyetic. So maybe in the next show, he's probably the next one. I liked going through the results from uh, your last show. A tough enough street fight. I think you called it. Yeah. Tough enough street fight. 20 years of the making myself uh, versus Maven little run in from Josh Matthews from impact wrestling. Uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's cool to just really fantasy book these shows and we have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's not something we want to turn into like a, a weekly or monthly show, just maybe like twice a year. It's a lot Gotta of work get- to put on these shows. I'll tell you that. Oh my God. I can only a lot imagine. Of money. I, I can only imagine when you're bringing in guys like frickin' Maven as far as the POs must go there. <laughs> Downstate, not your only endeavor in music as far as it goes. Take me through the last match. We had Jeremiah on here a couple of months ago, and uh, he said that Matt Cardona can carry a tune. Well, I mean, the last match musical, something that was presented to me, um, and I had to jump at the opportunity. At first, I was hesitant. I wasn't sure. Like, what is this? A musical about wrestling? But when I was there for the rehearsals, I'm like, wow, this thing is like good. And then once I experienced the first performance, I was like, we are onto something. We've done uh, a bunch of performances since. Hopefully we take it big, big places. Uh, The whole cast and crew is incredible. The script is incredible. And it's a lot of fun because it's a a mixture of a musical, you know, and uh, a wrestling show. It's it's so... um, it's so interesting to see the crowd participation because, you know, you go to Phantom of the Opera and the, if the fans are chanting, you know, you can't go off script. You know, you can't change what you're going to do here at this show. Uh, 
you have to listen to the people. It's like a real wrestling show that you adapt and uh, you play along with the fans, you interact with the fans. It's been so much fun, so challenging, and uh, hopefully there's a lot more shows in 2023. But you know, you can you can download uh, the album on you know iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff, and, and hear me sing. So check it out. Uh, is I'm awesome charting higher than Hosky did? Hosky Hosky peaked out at 92. Oh, Hoski was right. high, and believe it or not, this is the 10-year anniversary for Hoski this week. I was going to say, have you yeah. got anything in the plans, a re-release, maybe a live rendition? Uh, listen, uh, I don't own the rights to that song unless, uh, you know, if I did, I would definitely re-release it, but it's not up to me. Oh, tough. That would have to be like some IP stuff, I'd have to guess, hey? Well, yeah, it's all WWE stuff, so if, if they want to release it, re-release it, please, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not my decision. That's okay. We'll do like the re-recording Taylor Swift style here in a few years, I'd have to guess. Eh? <laughs> yeah, maybe that. <laughs> now, I want to tie it back because this is so often listening to your interviews and very obviously so. You're talking about wrestling figures and figurines and everything in between. Man, I've got no experience with them whatsoever. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit as like, what do you look for when you're going on these like toy excursions and shit like that? Is it just stuff you don't have? Is there any? I, I, I really, again, don't know. So I might as well quit, quit rambling. <laughs> I mean, it really depends, right? There's there's no real rules to collecting. That's what I love, especially now. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. In my collecting career, I, I pretty much have everything that I want. So when I go on these toy hunts, it's more more so to, ooh, let's see if I can find something that would fit into my collection. You know, I'm not necessarily looking for something uh, because now I pretty much have everything I want. So it's cool to find things that I had as a kid that, you know, there's this, this line of toys, for instance, called Stomp. It was these wrestling figures in the late 90s and for some reason they were like military figures or they had like underwater ones or space ones you know so it's like steve austin with a gun you know and it's like this Joe is meets so wwf cool right? it didn't it just didn't make sense as a kid and i hated it but now all these years later i love them so to collect stuff that you know i had as a kid or things that you know i didn't have as a kid and i think that's why the major wrestling figure podcast it connects with so many people because you know there, there's no such thing as a delorean you can't go back in time but with ebay with these vintage toy stores you can recreate your childhood your happy moments or create moments of the very first time like for instance christmas 1995 I wanted that Hasbro one, two, three kid. I didn't get it, but now, you know, I'm able to buy a brand new one on eBay and it's like Christmas, 1995 all over again. So it's a really cool, uh, really cool feeling. You mentioned one, two, three kid there. Is there anything that like has particularly caught your eye or one that you were really stoked to pick up in the last little bit? Oh man, not lately. Like I said, fortunately, I, I pretty much have everything uh, that I want. But at this time, I, I like to get like prototype stuff, pre-production stuff, stuff that was canceled, cool. stuff that was uh, that that never was released. So um, there's this this figure that was supposed to come out in the uh, the mid '90s of Diesel. It never came out. I was able to find the the drawing. Back in the day, before computerized, you know, sketches, it was hand drawn. So I found the drawing. Rad. I was able to find the prototype head. Uh, now, who knows if it ever got to a prototype stage of a full figure. If that's out there, if someone has it who's listening, DM me because I'd pay you some big bucks. Very, very cool. Well, let's hope I find one of those one of these days. Yeah. I could use some big bucks on my end of things. Matt, I know you've got another interview coming up, so let's close her out here quickly, quietly, well, loudly, however you so choose to. Tyrus, your scheduled opponent on February 11th. Of course, nothing's done until a contract signed, but you're going one-on-one with the tie -in, with Tyrus for the first time. What are your thoughts? Got some words for him. Got some words for the NWA champ. 
listen, Tyrus is the champion for a reason, right? And he's the face of the company right now. And he does a great job as the face of the company. He brings that title on Fox News. And that is incredible publicity, incredible advertisement. Listen, I'm not on Fox News. I can't do that. But there's something I can do that he doesn't do. And that's make towns. That's wrestle all over the country, wrestle all over the world. Uh, it's a national wrestling alliance. And they need a champion like Matt Cardona, the independent wrestler of the year. To go out there and wrestle all over the world, represent the NWA, and uh, that's what I intend to do. I intend to be tired. It's not going to be easy, right? Look at him; he's a big sob, right? And and he definitely <laughs> he definitely wants to hold on to that title. He's got his group of cronies, and I'm sure he'll do anything to to uh, keep that title. But I'll do anything to win it. And uh, I've got nothing to lose, and that's what makes me more dangerous against Tyrus. You touched there on it really quickly, but you're the independent wrestler of the year. You were the only person in the top 20 of the PWI 500 that was unsigned. Uh, does that mean a little bit extra to you, especially I after the so. last Hell couple yeah, of years? Does. I think the only, I listen, the PWI 500, it's fun, right? Like I used to read as a kid. In my opinion, the only, the only number that matters is number one and number 13. The number I won. <laughs> That's it. Number 13 matters number one, because like you said, in the top 20, only unsigned talent who who cracked that. And I, I am proud of that. I am very proud of that because there's there's nobody pushing me except myself. And I'm 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 taking all my own risks and I and I'm reaping the rewards. And you know, there there's a lot of a lot of gambles. Anything can happen. For instance, I got injured. I tore my bicep uh in the middle of my run as NWA world champion. Well, guess what? When you're not signed, you're paying those bills, pal. You're yeah. paying for that surgery, you're paying for that rehab. But luckily. You know, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I was so hot on the indies that I didn't miss any bookings. I just didn't wrestle. I talked. I ran my mouth. I managed Chelsea in goddamn Australia. You know what I'm saying? So I was still <laughs> making towns uh, with a torn bicep that was, you know, repaired. And then I'm doing rehab, doing the podcast, wrestling, making towns. Like I was busier than ever. Normally, when someone gets hurt, it's like a vacation for me. You peter out for a bit. Yeah, I was I was busier than ever because on my off days. I'm going to rehab. So I made it work. I'm back. I'm healthy. Uh, and I really want to regain that NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Love to hear it, man. Before we close it out, something that I've taken from you over the years of listening to interviews with you. What are you grateful for? What were you thanking the world for today when you woke up? Oh, man, there's always a bunch of things. Uh, I do want to, you know, definitely shout out the the Major Reservoir podcast. It's something that I'm so fortunate that we created our fan base is full of diehards and uh this upcoming weekend we have our our live podcast our 15th live podcast uh it's a big event in orlando florida live on the premiere streaming network it's really really fun and it's cool that you know when i got released from wwe and there was is the middle of pandemic and there was nowhere to wrestle and nowhere to make money that we had the major rest of our podcast that kept us afloat we were able to pay our bills not worry and now fortunately because of all the fan support we've turned this what started as a 45-minute podcast into this network where we have live shows, the wrestling shows. We have our own toy line, Major Bendy's. Go to MajorPodMerch.com for, for Series 3 in stock right now. But um, it's really, really fun. I'm definitely grateful for the uh, the Major Marks, as we call them. Well, and they sound like some pretty big-ass crumbs, Matt, but hopefully you've made a hell of a crumb cake to kick off 2023. January 31st, you will be signing a contract for February 11th, Snuff Said, both, of course, presented by the NWA. But if people want to check you out before, after, in between, on the major wrestling pods, 
Where can they find Matt Cardona? Oh my God, there's too much to plug. We I was going to say, another, you've got an interview in four minutes. <laughs> we can fill a, another half hour just plug. Just find me on social media. I post about everything, whether it's you know the Major Wrestler podcast or the Independence I'm doing or the Last Match musical. I'm just trying to stay busy. Uh, I call myself the self-made superstar, and I truly believe that. But I do appreciate the fans who uh, have had my back for all the years. Well, Matt, and I can uh, certainly speak for a lot of people and saying thank you very much for what you've done over the last couple of years. Personally, thank you so much for hopping on. And friends, if you are tuned in, thank you for doing so. It is appreciated when you take the time for us. And out there, if you want to follow us at Love Wrestling, wherever podcasts are played, videos are viewed, or great content's coming from great people, you can find us at Love Wrestling CA. Matt, once again, man, thanks again for helping me cross something off the bucket list. It means a lot. Take care, everybody. Take care to you and have a great rest of the day. We'll see you on the next one.